beautiful. I just said thank you. You didn't even tell me I look beautiful. You said you thank just, you before. Yes. Did you, you hear that, Rick? That. Did you hear that, Rick? <laughs> I didn't even say anything. She goes, thank you. No, I could like, tell. That must be, that must be way... such a confident feeling. <laughs> Like to know that you're going to get complimented, that you no, just say thank it you. It was the way you looked at me. I saw the look in your eye and I knew what you were thinking before you even said well, it. That's how in tune we no, are. No, no, I'm just proud of you. And, 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 you know, this whole process uh, with Daddy Raymond has been very, very hard. And yeah. um, you've just been great. And you've I was going to say, I don't want to talk about strong. it because I'm having a hard time keeping it together. I know. Um, but we will we will keep you guys updated. At, at the moment, things are um, very hard, so we will keep you guys posted. Um, but I just want to say thank you to people who keep t- tuning in every week, and I've been very fortunate that like both times I couldn't be here, there were guests lined up. The universe lined that up. I watched well, Ed, the episode with Eddie last week. Well, Eddie wasn't technically a guest; he just happened to be here, and he is. Definitely very interesting in the in the comedy world because he's been around it for so long. I, I mean, I think if anybody really enjoyed that episode, it was Rick. Yeah. You know, yeah, Rick loves hearing the the behind the scenes comedy. Well, I do uh, too. That's why I was excited to watch the episode with Eddie because I I knew him as Russell's assistant, but for me, it was so cool to hear like his crazy backstory with his mom. I had no idea about that. Did you? I, I knew that I knew that he had gone to jail. I didn't know for what. Yeah. You know, but I also, you know, he's such a, um, gosh, I don't want to call a guy tender. Um, well, I was going to say. He's, very, I, he's a very sweet soul. Yeah. I was, a, I was very surprised to learn that about him. And a very good person. So I knew that whatever happened wasn't anything violent or scary or, or you know, anything yeah. um, of that nature. So, um, you know, it was, it was cool you know, chatting with him, I have known him forever. So it was really nice to chat with him. And we did, I did miss you. And I do miss, um, our conversations. Yeah. You know, and I think that the podcast, the the last podcast me and you did, it was very good. I thought. Which one Um, was it? I don't even remember been here and here and there. What are we talking about? It might've been, it might've been just talking about kicking off summer and. Oh yes. You know what? We got a message because there's, um, they sent me a message on Instagram. There's, I think they're in Australia and they're coming to the United States and they're doing Texas and they had already reached out through social media to ask me recommendations. And then they were like, we felt like you did that episode for us. It was really cute. So that's awesome. Well, and and I, I'm sorry, I'm late. I, you know, Rick, Rick is a very busy and successful man. So then, you know, he asked us to come at this time and then I was late because you know, I, I do try to be the dad that can be there when you can, when I can. And, yeah. and Garrett has, um, Texas state baseball camp, uh, this week uh, at the Bobcat stadium. So I was there then it's just cool. Cause we, we really do have a, a great community here, yeah. um, in the neighborhood. And a lot of the baseball parents and the kids that play on our team also do that camp and also live in this neighborhood. Yeah. So, so it makes sense to carpool. That makes sense to carpool or we're communicating going, you know, I'll I'll call them and go, Hey, I'm here. I'm happy to take them home. You know? So, um, but I'm late because one of the kids overheated. So a lot of, and this is just something that, that I have learned. Oh, uh, um, heat stroke is very real. And, and it, you know, when, when kids are hot, so the thing that you do, just so you know, Uh that the, the, first of all, the signs you're looking for is, if if they get very pale, uh-huh. if they get very pale, uh, hold on. Speaking of one of the parents, yeah. Um, 
Hang on real quick. I don't know this. I, you know what? I actually, I don't know what you do in terms of heat stroke, but I remember, didn't you have a heat stroke once here in the hall? Uh, yes. And I uh, was like asleep and you were freaked out because I had you were a, just like laying in the hallway and couldn't get up. Yeah, I did have a heat stroke. But the, the warning signs, if, if your kid is no longer sweating uh-huh. they're, and they're pale and they're feeling clammy, uh-huh. that is a sign of a heat stroke. So the first thing you do... The, inab- the inability to perspire? Yes. The first thing you do is you take ice and you put it on their wrists and their neck right here right so it goes directly to their into blood their flow. blood flow into big, their veins big veins yep so you cool them off right away so um you know garrett garrett came running to me and, and he goes oh so and so is not feeling well dad uh-huh. uh, he doesn't want to come out of the dugout so i was like oh let me go check yeah and then when i saw him he was laid out kind of laid there very um nostalgic and and just kind of out of lethargic it. lethargic and out yeah. of it so uh, Joey, our friend Joey Evans, he came over and he's like, hey, everything okay? I saw you run into the thing. And I said, and he had a cup of ice. I said, give me the ice. Uh-huh. And I immediately put it on his wrist. And then the trainer came, same thing. Yeah. Bags of ice, boom, boom, on the wrist, on the neck. And you know his color started coming back and we got him in the AC. Yeah. And he did come back. But you know it is, it is a very real thing that works for a fever too something about delilah when she gets a fever it always like shoots up and you told me that that. yes you told me that the ice on the wrist will get that fever down quickly and it works yep and it it does it it does work but you know and then because i was going to bring him home i then you know waited because he wanted his mom to come get him yeah so then i had to wait for her to come from here to there to pick him up so that's why i'm late but you know, there is a, um, you know, I, I, I never thought, because, you know, I love to coach, uh-huh. you know, and I, I do coach baseball and I do coach football now, flag football, and I do coach jujitsu. Did we do a whole episode, too, about how Garrett was not going to play football? Guess what? Garrett's playing football. Flag. Flag football. <laughs> He's playing flag football. Um, but we, uh, you know, you get to know these kids. Yeah. And you just, you really... You really have a, I really have a connection with all these kids. I know their personality. I was going to say they're different personalities. I know their attitudes. I know what motivates them, what doesn't motivate them. I know, I know how to speak to a certain kid. Uh You know, some kids are motivated different than other kids. And I'm able to, to, because I've been around them for so long. I know how to talk to a stone or a clay or, you know. Yeah. So it's just, I didn't think it was going to be, I I did it to be more involved with my son. Uh Uh-huh. I am not a, a sideline dad. I'm an involved dad. And I, that's and, and nothing against sideline dads because, the, you know, you can be just as good a dad that you're always there. Well, you, you, know, say, you're always you say sideline dads, and I mean, I think of the other dads, and at least on the teams Garrett plays on, if they're, the dad is not in a coach's shirt, our sideline dads are doing stuff like, thank God, they're the ones that bring the huge gazebos and oh, set, absolutely. Them, set them up so that we have shade for the little siblings and the grandparents. And they're the ones who do the app on the phone so that all the grandparents who can't make it to the game can be watching. Like, I feel like we're very lucky that Garrett plays on teams where everybody is an active participant and but, contributes in some way. But, you know, we are so lucky... And, and, you know, I know that, I know that, man, I don't know how to put this without 
making people feel offended or, or, or saying the wrong thing. But Spit it out, Trevino. What are you trying to say? No, it, 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 it is just a, a the, every kid that we have uh-huh. is a great kid. They're really good kid kids. They're well-mannered. They're well-disciplined. And one thing I notice yeah. is that there's so much parental involvement. Yes. Every every kid has both parents there all the time at practice, at the games. You know, if we're at D-Bat, the, all the parents, I mean, and we're one of the only teams that you go out there and, man, we've got, and grandma and grandpa, and, you know, there's so many people there supporting these kids, and you realize that that support is what really helps these kids kind of under, you know, um, be very well adjusted, right? Yeah. But man, you know, you know, and then so when this kid heat stroke, man, it was like, like it was my kid. You felt responsible, you know. Yeah. And and then I'm at the camp and I'm following Garrett's group, and in his group, there's four kids that are five kids that are on my team, mm-hmm. and I'm watching them, and I'm like, man, it takes everything I got to be like, stop dragging ass, <laughs> you know, move, <laughs> throw the ball, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it takes everything I have to go, hey, uh, they're at camp. I'm going to... Meanwhile, gonna, the, the college kid that's like their camp leader is probably cheering them on. Uh, but, you know, it was it was a great day today. And, and Garrett did did really, really well. But, man, it, it just gets hot from from like 11 a.m. comes around. And that it last is... last hour, yeah. It is hot, you know. Um, and then, you know, Tiago was like, where's my dad? You know, told Jen, Coach Steve comes. Coach, you know, Coach Travis. Travis showed up for, for briefly for a little while, and and <laughs> Joey shows up. You know, with his he had a he had a shade chair, one of those. Yes, those are shade awesome chairs. The the, the folding chairs yeah, with that come with like its own on. awning. Yeah. And then you know he had his laptop, and he was over there, you know, working while he's uh-huh. he's there. But you know, my my point is that I really try, I really try to um, be involved. Hold on. Are you for real right now? I thought you were quitting. What's going on? Lori brought um, you two because one isn't enough. Um, oh, what are we going on? Oh, um, what were we talking about? You were Joey showed up with a shade chair. And oh I yeah. Know where you were no, my point that. was that that you know, anytime I can be there because of my schedule, I really try to be there. Yes. You know because. I want Garrett to see that, hey man, you know, I can't make the Saturday game. Yeah. But in return, I get to make right. this. I won't be a football game on Friday, but I was but there I'm here. on Tuesday and, to watch you. And I'm coaching play. and, yeah. you know, I'm involved. And I think as Garrett grows older, he's, he's going to, he will realize that, hey, I did do the extra. Yeah. You know, I could have woke up today, dropped him off at camp, come here yeah. and chilled in the AC, but... You know, I, I want to be there, and and I want him to see me there and support him and and yeah. be there for him. Now it is scary because it is going to get very difficult now that Delilah is starting to possibly be in things like um, yeah, um, what you call it, um, dance, dance, and and oh my God, her swimming this summer has just been. It is the cutest thing. She she she'll swim to me, and then she'll go. Dad, I'm gonna swim over there, and she just goes. I don't know where she finds the energy. She just swims back, back and, and forth. forth back she's and only forth. she's only two and a half, so she doesn't turn three until uh, end of November. Yeah. But man, 
She is swimming, and it's so cool For to real see. swimming. Yeah, it's so cool to see. It is insane to watch a two-and-a-half-year-old literally swim. She could probably swim without taking a breath six feet. Yeah. It's, um, and then if she needs a breath, she rolls over on her back and then takes a big breath, and then she rolls back over and goes at it again. And yeah. it, it's just... Super, imp- and that at goes the, out to Coach Barr. You didn't see I mean, Spar, yeah, Spar, Sherry Spar. Yeah. You didn't see it, but at the we were at the pool party yesterday, the birthday party. It was a birthday party for seven year olds, and they all had her in the hot tub, and they were like, "Swim, Delilah, swim!" Like going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, our hot tub has basically become the kiddie pool. That's that is why we have a hot tub because it is basically our our kiddie pool. But um, it was fun, and and you know, this last weekend was was Father's Day weekend, which. Oh, you know what? I felt so bad about that. We made such a big deal out of Mother's Day and had that awesome Mother's Day podcast. And it's just like Father's Day, we completely. Yeah, but this Father's Day was really tough for you. Yeah. And, you know, and for me, and I've said on this podcast before, I I cherish every moment. You know, I, I, one of my favorite things is... When I wake up in the morning and I go to Delilah's room and she wakes up and she's got little eye buggers and she rubs her eye and she grabs her little her little Mona, her little doll that she sleeps <laughs> with and she looks at me and she says, Daddy, you know, she's not quite awake and I pick her up and she throws her head in my shoulder. You know, that that those moments for me, that's Father's Day. Yeah. I don't need a day. I don't need, hey, let's celebrate father's day i i just i i pick and choose moments every day of appreciation i yeah. i take every day you know i i love that my daughter comes up to me and says body slam and that means that we're gonna go <laughs> wrestle uh on my bed and, and we do that a lot yeah or at the end of the evening the kids love to cuddle up with me watch a movie and eat popcorn together and i've got delilah on my lap and I've got Garrett glued to me over here. Yeah. And then Delilah, Delilah's so cute now because she's like, we need a blanket. We need popcorn. We need, you know, and she gets, she gets, um, her whole setup, all, all the setup going, uh-huh. you know, um, and you guys got to forgive me. We, I was, I was, we laughing. have a lot going on. Thank you. Um, baby. I was laughing because someone asked me, they said, well, on Father's Day, does Steve get to decide what he wants to do instead of you bossing him around? And what you came home and did was you did just that. You got home. It was too hot in the afternoon to do anything. So you watched a movie with the kids. And then once it cooled off, you were mowing the lawn. Someone was like, what did Steve do for Father's Day? He mowed the lawn. His happy place. Well, but not only that, things got to get done. And and it is also, again, it's another day. I don't need the gifts. I don't need the, hey, it's Father's Day. Like, I don't, I personally don't. I don't need that because again, you know, I live such a blessed life and I'm, I feel very, very lucky all the time to, to be doing what I do for a living. And, and I, I, I really do feel like the luckiest man in the world. Yeah. I have the most beautiful wife. I have the most beautiful children. I have a wonderful career. I have, I have all these people that, that not only enjoy my stand up but love us and care for us and put yeah. us in their thoughts and prayers. So you know, for me, I, I truly am living the dream. Yeah. You know, and, and I also think that I feel lucky enough that my career did go the way it did. 
You know, I didn't blow up in my twenties, you know, seven years in. Yeah. You know, I see these kids that, that they blow up seven years in a standup and their ego is just through the roof and they just think, Oh, I'm the greatest thing that ever lived. It's a different perspective for sure. It's a different perspective. So for me, this gradual climb and working hard for it and, and it was all, it was all worth it because, you know, I look back at my life and my career and I go, man, I am the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah. You know, and I was telling, um, Rebecca, nanny Rebecca the other day, and I think I told you, I don't feel successful. Yeah. I feel happy, uh-huh. but I don't, I don't have this feeling of, ha, I made it. Like, I don't have that feeling. Yeah. However, there are moments when I'm either cutting the yard or I'm doing something outside and I, I look at my kids and my wife and they're in the pool on a summer evening in this beautiful home with perfect grass. And, <laughs> but really. The perfect grass. I love But it. I have moments of like, wow, look at my kids. Yeah. Look at my wife. Look how happy they are. Yeah. You know, those are the moments that, that for me are, are, but I don't, I don't look at it and go, I made it. I look at it and I go, wow, man, I am so lucky. Yeah. Rick, do you, do you have moments like that? All the time. Yeah. And you know what frustrates me about you is you have no ego and I want you to have some sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why do you say that? I say that because, like, we'll be like when we were going through the uh, MGM, oh, the MGM, uh, or no, the the Mirage, and all these people are like coming up to you and stuff, and I'm like, can you just have an ego and ignore everyone so we can get to where we need to go? <laughs> Where's your escort? But but you and but you in your career because you know I would put you in the same category as me, Rick. Where, you know, I've been to your house, man. You have a a beautiful home. You have a beautiful wife. You have wonderful, beautiful children. Do you have moments where you kind of go, man, I'm lucky? All the time, especially when um, you get to share that with people because of where we came from. Both of us kind of came from humble beginnings. So, yeah, you you constantly, you know, I thought um, I didn't think I was going to get anywhere in this business. So everything is I feel lucky all the time. Well, and and, it's gravy. But that's why I love like. And, and I think, Rick, you, you kind of nailed it right there. I love having people over, not because I want to show off, but because I want to share. Yeah. Right? I, I want to go, no, enjoy my pool, and come look at this patio, and let's play cornhole, and let's relax, and isn't this place cool? Like, I want to share it with people more than... Oh, that for sure comes across, I think, you know, when people visit our More than, than, hey, look what I got. And that is not never, never my feeling. My feeling is always like, no, like I have this amazing life and this amazing place that I get to live at. Everybody, come on. Yeah. You know, and then I I like being the host. I love, you know, and and Travis always like, dude, sit down. Steve, enjoy. I go, but I'm enjoying it. I love it. So, you know, that's what was so special about this weekend performing. So I performed in Arizona at Talking Stick. Resort. I wish I could have gone with you to Scottsdale. Oh my gosh. I man. like so Scottsdale. Many, so many people asking about you and, oh. and wondering where you were. And um, so we did Talking Stick on Friday. And then Saturday we did um, Saboba Casino in San Which Jacinto. Is like, San Jacinto, is it Riverside ish? Ish. 
Yeah. It's like an hour from Redlands, like 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes from Redlands. So Temecula-ish? To, uh, kind no. of. <laughs> it's it's like, in the middle of fucking nowhere, dude. <laughs> but it's a beautiful casino. Yeah. But what was really, to me, really special about this weekend was to share the set that I have been writing and created uh-huh. on Father's Day. Oh, Father's Day weekend. To, to be able to go like, man. It's a Father's Day crowd. Yeah, this set right here. <laughs> I, I said that on stage. I go, I go, hey, I'm glad you guys are celebrating Father's Day because you brought her to see me for Father's Day. Uh-huh. She was like, she was like, you know what I want to do for your Father's Day? <laughs> I want to go see Steve. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know what we're gonna do for your Father's Day? What I want to do, um, but but it was so cool for me because this set in particular is about my parents and is is about where I grew up and how I grew up and and my appreciation for my hardworking parents. Yeah, right, and especially my dad. Right, my dad was 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 strict. My dad was hard, and and and. There were times, you know, even my uncles would come to me and go, God, Steve, your dad's hard on you, man. Yeah. God, are you okay? Man, your dad just expects so much from you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I would, I would tell him, yeah, I know, man, my dad is, 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 um, um, is, is really hard. But I mean, people in our, that, that knew me and knew my dad, they would come to me and go, golly, man, your dad is hard on you. But, but now I appreciate it so much. Yeah. You know, and, and I did grow up in a divorced home. So my dad really felt like, and he's told me this before, he's like, I had to be extra hard on you. Because I know that when you went to your mom's house, yeah. you, you, know, you did whatever you wanted. So when you were with me, I had to be extra hard on you. I just feel like it says so much about you as a human, like you as a young boy. Cause even though we grew up in the same town, I didn't, I didn't know you like that, but I have seen your dad and he does speak very rough and he is harsh and it is hard. And for you to have been so resilient, I just, as a young man, I find impressive and really interesting. And what was it about your relationship dynamic that you... I, I always admired my dad and I still admire my dad. I've always looked up to him. I've always admired him and I've always watched him always, despite sometimes his best interests, always do the right thing. Yeah. You know, my dad always led by example, always did the right thing in front of me, you know, and, and I also In front think, of me. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> You know, in front of me. Uh, I mean, and, and, and I say the <laughs> right thing. As an adult of hindsight, you I, know something. I say the right thing, and this other thing I'm going to say, I don't know if this is the right thing, but but my dad always, I was always with him. And that also means that when he went to the bar, he took me. When we hung out, when he would play poker at night with my uncles and my cousins and his cousins, I was the only kid there. You know, I would sit there, and, and I was the bartender, and my, on Friday nights, they would have poker night. Yeah. They'd all get together, my uncles, their friends. You know, there'd be like eight or nine grown men drinking and, and smoking and playing cigarette. I mean, playing cards, and dad would bring me. So you think it was because you heard other men talking to each other so roughly that, like, it, it didn't phase you? No, no, I think, I think be, me learning to be around men uh-huh. and not only kids 
but but I was also always very mature, right? I was always the one that was like ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, junior high, I'm already working. knew more than you should have? Yeah, I, I knew more than I should have. <laughs> I knew, I know how to act like a man because I was around men all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and the community that we grew up in, when I was growing up, everybody helped each other. You know, my dad would say, hey, when your Uncle Johnny needs a roof, we show up. Because we would do it ourselves. Yeah. And then all the uncles would show up. They'd all pitch in. It, they'd all replace a roof and I would be there. I'd be the only kid there. And then my dad would say, we do that because when we need a roof, they come help me. Yeah. Right. So I also learned hard work. And then, you know, uncle Johnny had his company. So my dad had me working with him 12, 13 years old, you know, keeping me working, keeping me with men, keeping me learning how to handle myself around men. It was his way of keeping you out of trouble. And also his way of keeping me out of trouble because Friday night, I get to hang out with the men while everybody's out partying. Yeah. You know, and I'm dad's bartender. Sometimes his driver. <laughs> you know, depended on, on the, the thing. So, you know, I grew up. So I, I think, and I do that with Garrett, right? Yeah. There are times that Garrett doesn't want to be with me because it's a bunch of men. But I'm like, no, 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 no. You're with me. Right. And I try to say that anywhere I go, Garrett goes. Yeah. Right. If I go, you know, and a lot of my friends, you know, when they go hunting or fishing, they don't take their kid because they're like, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to deal with my kid on a boat, you know, yeah. being, being behind him. The whole, and I'm the opposite. I'm like, no, 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 my kid's coming. I go on, I go fishing trips. Garrett comes. I go to the, the to hunt. Garrett comes, you know, and my friends know that. And, yeah. and a lot of times in those situations, Garrett is the only one. And for me, it sucks because, man, would I like to drink a bottle of Crown at the hunting lease uh, with the guys? Because they are. And I don't because I, I got to go to bed with Garrett. Yeah. And I don't want Garrett to see me drink all night. So, you know, it, it sucks because, man, do I really want to be drinking right now and acting like an idiot with my friends till four in the morning? Yeah. Yes, but I have my sons. I have to sacrifice that to be with him. Yeah. But. That's why yeah. we always have the parties at our house. So I can put him to bed. <laughs> you can stay up and be a drunk idiot. Yeah, that's what I do. I wait for him to go to bed. Then I can. I'm at my house anyway. But no. And then I, he and, doesn't have to be your designated driver. <laughs> but I've been so lucky too. Because, you know, I do have a stepdad. Yeah. And, you know, I always say that I, I definitely grew up. I was like, is that Garrett? I didn't know if that was Garrett. That was another, I think, um, big thing for me. Uh, growing up is that I had Arthur who was such a complete different Arthur is the exact opposite of my dad they're completely different men. Com- and but but I watched him and I learned from him and I was able to be around him and when we were with him and we would go to San Antonio and all the other men would set up the lawn chairs under the tree with their ice chest next to them and start drinking like my dad would do sometimes yeah Arthur was like come on Let's go to the museum. Come on, I'm gonna take you to go see this. Come on, let's go look at let's go let's go explore the Alamo, right? So Arthur was always like, "Hey, check this out. Let's go see this. Let's go see a museum. Let's go." Yeah. And then I was with Arthur, following him around. You know, hey, let me take you to a nice restaurant. You know, let me show you. You know, have you ever had it? Let's go have a nice steak. And I'd be like, what? You know, and he would go, and we'd go to a really nice restaurant where I would have to sit down 
where there's a real waiter and you know yeah so i think having both of them um was a huge influence on me because i i truly grew up with rich dad poor dad yeah you know i grew up with the tough common sense vietnam vet you know teach you how to be a man and be rough and how to work and then i have this stepdad who is a civil engineer who is a total intellectual one of the smartest people i've ever met in my life yeah that i grew up with and then you don't realize as you get older and you get married, you know, when we got married, the, the idea of, oh, ma, I, I've never called your mom, mom. I've never called your dad, dad. I mean, we call him daddy Raymond. We call him mama, Marie, mama Mia. But in the beginning, it's like, this ain't my dad. Like, why do they call him mom and dad? Yeah. But as time has gone by, you realize that your dad is like a dad to me yeah and your mom is like a mom and I would say that's the me. same of your parents yeah you know and now the connection that I have with your dad and the things that I've learned from your dad and the conversations that I've had with your dad because it's a different it's a different dynamic yeah are you okay yeah no it's gonna make me cry not even because you're talking about my dad and I know you have a very special relationship with him but also as I go through this with my father I have so much love for your parents as well because of how they are supporting me and I feel them holding my hand through it too. And, and I just, I, yes, your parents feel like my parents too. Yeah. Now you're gonna get me. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you do realize that, that, oh, that is my mom and dad. And I, and I think my advice to a young couple is to embrace that earlier. For sure. Yeah. You know, to to, to I would agree to, with that. to understand that, man, I, I do need to have a relationship with these people and that it is a mother a mother father relationship. But it does, it does feel weird to call them mom and dad because you didn't grow up calling them that. Right. You know, you grew up calling someone else mom and dad. It does feel weird to call them mom and dad, but but, but that's why I think it's special that he became great. Daddy Raymond yeah. from a joke from my dad. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, you know, we would go home to visit. And of course, we grew up in the same town. And my dad would be like, hey, I know you're in town. Who are you hanging out with? Your Daddy Raymond? Where's Daddy Raymond? <laughs> yeah. So that's how, that's how Daddy Raymond came about. And then your mom calling her Mama Mia um, from Garrett. Garrett started calling her Mama Mia. Uh -huh. But, you know, your, your parents are definitely my, my mom and dad. But since it is Father's Day the relationship I have with your dad is a father-son relationship, but it's also different. Yeah. You know, it is a, it is a, you know, even though dad and I are friends, dad is still very, I'm your dad and I am here to be your dad. Yeah. And I'm going to be your dad. And your dad is, ha, has um, advice for me in a different way. And we have conversations, me and your dad, in a different way yeah. that makes my relationship with your father special. You know, it's definitely a very special relationship that I have with your father. And man, th this is so hard for me too because, you know, he has become my dad, you know, and then you, yeah. and then you got somebody like, like Rick, you know, perfect example. His in-laws live next door. <laughs> Rick, has your relationship with your father-in-law grown? Well, I've lived next door to him for, got 15 years now, so yes. 
Did, did, were you uncomfortable with the whole he's my dad thing? No, not at all. No. That was easy for you? Very easy. Yeah, but there's, I mean, uh, you've met him before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're the nicest people in the world and so accepting. They're way too accepting. There's no way they should have accepted me so soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, <laughs> I wish I had that. <laughs> Because because my in-laws were not accepting at well, all in the listen, beginning. <laughs> Rick also wasn't on stage in front of an audience telling jokes about having sex with Gigi and the dog throwing up in the corner. So it's a little bit different. Little different, yes. But but would you say that your relationship with your father-in-law has garnered some some you know definite education and and learning from him? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and and you know. All the things that my dad didn't teach me growing up, like how to use a hammer, <laughs> he, uh, he showed me. But, it, you know, so but, but it is cool to have that, you know, you, to have these, these men in your life that are like dads, you know. And, and I always call Arthur and I always tell him Happy Father's Day, yes. you know, um, because he, you know, he taught me a lot and yeah. I learned a lot from him. You know, I learned definitely... I always say that I'm so lucky that I can walk into any group of people and have a conversation. Yeah. I can, I can, you know, from the, from the poor people to the rich people, to the smart people, to the dumb people, to the, to the jocks, to the musicians, to, you know, yeah. because I've lived so much life and, and I did have the experience of having, um, all kinds of conversations. Yeah. Now I will say, you know, that, you know, one of the things I admire most about you is your, your inner strength and your thick skin. Yeah. And, you know, your relationship with your dad, not to make you cry again. Uh-huh, yes. Um, what were the special things there? Dad would, <laughs> dad would defend me no matter what. Oh, I know. Like, in my dad's eyes, there was always a reason for what I did. It was always... Um, I was always smart. Like I, dad, dad is a source of eternal love for me. Uh, but and, well, and, and the thing I see about your dad is that, that he, he babied you girls. But yes and, and no, cause you say that. And like the other, when I was in the hospital with him last time, he told me, cause I was eating cafeteria food. He told me to slow down. I was going to get fat. <laughs> And like, well, but, I text but it doesn't phase me. Like, I'm I text to... him. I said, I go, hey, Daddy Raymond, can you help me with this, please? Can you? She can't stop shoving food in her mouth. Can you please say something? Oh. Uh, no, but I'm like, it's funny because maybe that is where I get my thick skin from. Like, but it was, it was the combo of the two. Dad could say things to me like that and it not bother me because there's so much love. Like, just unconditional love and he always thought I was capable of anything and anything I wanted to do I could do it so I maybe it's the it's the combo of the two together he definitely spoiled you girls oh for sure it, it was I, your dad did not know the the word no and he still doesn't <laughs> well I don't know that you tell Delilah no either oh. Steve Trevino I, I discipline but uh, Delilah definitely gets away with a lot more than, than, <laughs> than, than Garrett does. But that's another thing that I think that, that is important for dads, especially with sons and with daughters, is that, you know, I joke with Garrett in a, in a mean way uh -huh. to, to teach him that they're just words. 
Oh yeah, you've always been very strategic about how you know, and when you do that. I yeah. pick on him a little bit verbally, just a little bit, yeah. and then he barks. You know, he 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 comes back with a smart remark, and then I come back with a smart remark to teach him that that do they're just words, yeah, and also to teach your kids to defend themselves with words. But you guys are doing you it know. as like jokes. Yeah, we it's joke like around. Puns. Yeah, but but Garrett Sharp, he'll burn your ass real quick. Yeah, right. So, but you have to teach your kids those skills. A lot of parents forget to teach those kids those skills, so then they go into elementary school, and then one kid calls them ugly, or one kid says they don't like their hair, and then they fall apart because you never taught them that skill. Yeah. You've never taught them that, hey, who cares? Yeah. You know, I say things to you, does it bother you? You be, good, they, you be good with you. They, they learn to, to overcome those things, and parents, parents don't teach their, they don't realize that you are in charge of teaching your kids everything. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. So I teach Garrett to cope with words. I teach Garrett how to be quick-witted yeah. and how to fire back. Oh my God, you, you know? say that right now and I sent you something. I don't know if you saw it. I sent you something on Instagram because I was watching um, a mom who is a therapist and she was saying, you have to teach because it's summertime. You know, You have to teach your child how to handle boredom. Like, don't come to me and tell me you're bored. Like, here dude. are ways to process and things you can do when you were bored. And yes, we can sort of have a schedule for the summer, but there's also loose time that you just got to figure out what to do, dude. Well, I, I want to arm my kids with every single tool. Yeah. I want them to be, you know, inner strong, mentally strong, physically strong. Like, I want to I wanna arm my kids... Yeah. With every single tool. And I, and, but you have to teach them those skills. Yeah. Right? You can't, you can't learn how to burn people. Or give them opportunities you, to build their confidence, right? I, mean, I, I You know, Garrett, man, the other day, I was like, look at those little baby arms. And he's like, Dad, what are yours? Molecules? He's like, look at, the, look at yours, Dad. Yeah. He's like, come on, bro. You know, so, you know, we, we, we go back and forth. Oh, with the come on, bruh. Now Delilah says it too. <laughs> come on, bruh. <laughs> up on it oh my gosh but it, you know it is it is it, it, it just it, it drives me crazy that that you know mothers are so revered and oh the mother and the mother and yes thousand percent women deserve that so you don't need a but, day but it drives but you crazy no, that mothers are so revered but the but no, all I'm sa- no no i'm saying right now that the value of a dad is just as important as a mother. Oh, for sure. You know? Just because we review mothers doesn't mean that a dad well, is not valued. I Next was, year, we'll do a Father's Day podcast. I was laughing because these single moms are like, well, happy Father's Day to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get to also take that. You are not a father. You are a mother. Yeah. You're a mother. And be a mother. And be proud to be a mother. And you deserve all the accolades in the world for being a good mother. But don't try to take Father's Day, too. <laughs> you can't also take Father's Day. I mean, I get it. You're 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 parenting alone. You have to fill both roles, or I you get you try. I imagine I'm not doing that, but I imagine they are trying to fill. But both the men, roles. the men that I really admire and and I find really cool is when I see men that did not have a father. Yes. And become amazing really good fathers men yeah. and good men. Yeah. That to me is like wow. Like you had zero guidance, you had zero example, 
Mm-hmm. You had, you know, I was, my dad was with me all the time yeah. on my ass, teaching me how to shake hands and how to make eye contact and to yeah. get off my seat when a woman walked in the room or to open the door. And I mean, these are all things that my dad taught me. Right. You know, that, that you, and I'm, you wonder, was that a testament, you know, for those men, is that a, is that a testament to their mother or did they learn that by watching a friend's father or, I mean, even if I'm in an elevator, I wait for the women to walk out first. Yeah. I'm polite. And I, and I teach Garrett that I grab him like, well, what do you think you're going dude? There's women in here. Let them go first. Right. But for those men that didn't have that, that didn't have a dad that was teaching him, here are all the man roles that yeah. they were able to come out of that, be good men, try to, you know, and become good fathers, mm-hmm. be good, become good husbands without seeing it. Yeah. Those are the guys that I go, wow, you must be really astute to be able to pick all this up. Yeah. Cause I do meet friends of mine that are great dads and, and good men. And, and then they go, yeah, man, I didn't grow up with a dad. And I'm like, really? I would have never guessed it. Yeah. I would have never guessed that you did not grow up with a dad. But then I meet other people that I go, that guy for sure didn't grow up with a dad. You just know. Yeah. You're like, that guy, nobody taught him. How and to not be. in a bad way, just not like. In a bad way, they just, they just kind of go through life like, uh, but you're like, dude, get up. Yeah. Right? Dude, my dad, are you kidding me? If, if somebody was working, if we were anybody and somebody got up to go get a chair for somebody, my dad would be like, get your ass up and go beat that person to that chair and bring that chair over here. Yeah. Go. You see it needs to get done, get it done. You know, I, I always tell the story. My dad, he goes, you have eyes. And if that yard needs to be cut, then you cut it. I should not have to tell you. Yeah. You should know better. And there was times that he got home and I heard the lawnmower going and I'm like, oh, shit. And I'd go out to try to grab the lawnmower from him and he'd go, you better get away from me. You fucked up. And I would be just sitting there like... <laughs> Like, oh my God, I fucked up. And he wouldn't even talk to me. And then he'd be like, what kind of man sees that the yard needs to get cut and doesn't handle it? What kind of man sees that this needs to be done and you didn't do it? Yeah. My dad would make me rotate the tires on his truck by myself with, with jacks. I would jack it up, take a tire off, take the other tire off, put the front tire on the back tire, the back tire, on the front tire. I had to be like, the fuck is going on? And now I can change a tire. I was going to say he wanted you to learn how to change a tire. But parents and dads are not teaching these lessons. Yeah. They're not showing their kids these things. They're not making the effort to wake up and go, guess what you need to learn? Well, I know how to change a tire. Now I have AAA. Oh, and you have daddy. Call daddy Raymond. <laughs> Um, but again, you know, Father's Day is, is to all the dads out there, you know, and that was what was so cool about doing that set because afterwards I said to all you dads, yeah, the real dads, the dads that don't make excuses, the dads that wake up and go to work, no matter what the dads that show up to practice, the dads that make an effort to sacrifice and wear the same damn shirt week after week, year after year so that their wife and kids can look better. Those dads are the dads I admire. Those dads are the dads that I love. And I even said, and for those of you that don't pay your child support, 
Those of you that continue to make excuses, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Did you really yes. say that on stage? Yes. You? You're a piece of shit. Take care of your kids. Take care of your wife. Go to work. Do the things you're supposed to do. And don't make excuses. That sounds like Joe Trevino right there. Very simple. Uh, Aztec Chevrolet, they don't make excuses. They get things done. Go over to Aztec Chevrolet. Give them a chance. They also have Aztec Ford and a new dealership in Uvalde, Texas. Aztec, oh, it's a uh, Uvalde Chevrolet. Yeah. So go visit those guys. Give them a chance. They deserve it. They're amazing guys and girls out there. And then, of course, pick cherries. You know, if you're not listening to podcasts on pick cherries, you don't know how to do it. And if you're a novice trying to get into podcasts to it's listen to. It's a great way to perfect. jump in and start. Perfect. Give us a little old salt coffee. Old Salt Coffee, use code Trevino10 for 10% off of your subscription. And, and We're I, due for a refill. Our stock is low. Yep. And I do want to apologize for looking at my phone. I know that that is a distraction and very annoying. However, um, things are, are different here at the house, and, and some phone calls um, need to be responded to um, because we are having a rough time here at the Trevinos, and we love you guys for your continued thoughts and prayers. Uh, we love you guys for continuing to support us, to care about us the way that you do. Uh, please do us a favor and tell somebody about our podcast um, because we love it and we want to keep doing it. And a big thank you to our producer, Rick, who we absolutely love and we miss. Hopefully we'll get to see you this summer, buddy. Bring the kids to Slitterbond. Oh, I don't know about that. But you guys got to come hang out at the pool. Yeah, hell yeah, we're going to go hang out at the pool. Nate, Nick it. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Thank you. We'll see you next time.